I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, y'all, what's up? Welcome to episode five for the after show of the amazing miniseries on Netflix called Hollywood. I am joined by this amazing panel, Kelsey, Rob, and Gunner, and we are here to break down for you everything that took place in episode five. We also have our special segment at the end of the episode where Rob probably stump us yet again with some trivia, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. First, I want to get your overall thoughts on this particular episode. And Gunner, we're going to kick things off with you. In Lachifos here, and I couldn't be happier. One of my all-time favorite peoples in the industry. I literally gasped when I saw it. I said, she's in this? I'm so excited. So this is a favorite episode so far for that reason. I had the same exact reaction, uh, gasp and all. Rob, what did you think about uh, episode five? Well, yes, we have another um, we have another episode with some big bad women making some big decisions. Uh, Avis is doing things that I didn't expect. I, I don't know what to think of her anymore. Um, and we also got to see some people get their heart broken. Uh, mm. A couple people get their heart broken. Um, and we also saw some new, some, some old enemies become allies and that's always beautiful. Yeah. And, and I actually, I didn't shed any tears, but I definitely felt <laughs> like, Ooh, if this goes on a little bit longer, it might actually happen. Kelsey, what did you think on episode five? Oh, it's so good. I mean, this episode was called jump, right? And I feel like that's right? the perfect title. I mean, literally as well as figuratively, there's so many relationships, like Rob said, that are new but also there's a lot that are broken and a lot that are developing and there's some big bad women yes it was good i love this love this episode yeah yeah i did too it was definitely uh up there as far as one of my favorites so the the episode starts out with uh avis calling a meeting with dick um uh, King Miss Kincaid, and I believe that was the attorney back there in the back mm -hmm. that was agreeing with her every time she said something. Um, and she also uh, referenced Walt Disney's uh, horrible movie, Song of the South, which once again, I did not even know this movie existed. So now I need to go do my research and see how oh. bad it really is. Um, <laughs> she called it a racist piece of trash. Um, and so they ultimately decided to go with Camille and cast her in the lead because yeah. Avis was having some reservations just because of all of the backlash and all of that. What did you guys think about that whole opening scene? And we'll start with Kelsey. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I love that she called them over at 2 a.m. She's that, like, I can't um, sleep, so you yeah, can't sleep. so you can't sleep. And Ellen was like, no, I don't want food right now. It's 2 a.m., but I'll take a drink. And I was like, I'm here for that, sister. Love that. It was amazing. I mean, and it got you just so fired up because you saw her even saying, shut it down right from the get go. She was like, no, we're not doing it. And then she actually listened to the two of them, which was something her husband never did. And they're actually a team and they work as a team now. And it's really cool. And it's really exciting. Yeah, I love that she was had these reservations, but then it was like, you know, what? if we're going to do it, let's do it. And I think some of her yeah. old feelings from when she got discriminated against for being Jewish kind of came back. And she's just like, listen, I'm taking advantage of this. Rob, what did you think of all of that? And also you get to, see, I, 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 one thing I like about this is that you get to see that um, Avis can be steered in the right direction if you speak to her in the right way, because mm -hmm. she's ultimately, ultimately a good character. She's not, mm -hmm. you know, a bad character, you know, a bad guy. She's a good guy. And 
I like the way that she's going. Like every time you think you have her, you know, she makes a decision and you think it's like, okay, this is her. Somebody talks to her and gives her the push to be the person that she wants to be. And she's starting to break uh, barriers with this. Yeah, absolutely. And Gunnar, what are your thoughts on Avis in these opening moments? I took the words right out of my mouth. She shows the um, polarity between her and her husband that she's willing to listen. And it was awesome. And saying, I'm not going to listen to my stupid lawyer. I love that. Yeah. It, it, was, it was definitely <laughs> a boss move. And I'm, I'm all here for it. So they did ultimately change the name from, from uh, the name of the production from uh, Peg to Meg. Uh, like I said, Camille is the one that's casted as the lead. Uh, Archie's name is staying on the script, so he doesn't have to uh, be kicked out of this. But then this moment happened, you know, as I was just telling you how I don't understand the complexity of their relationship and why they are the way they are. Um, Avis's daughter, Claire comes in, who you know auditioned and she did a screen test and we all agreed it wasn't the best and she kind of seemed like she gave up. She came in and she told her that she was proud of her for actually casting mm -hmm. a woman of color, knowing the backlash. When that moment was happening, what was going through your mind? Because I told you, I kind of always want to give Claire a side eye, but now it's like, maybe she does have a heart. Maybe there is a little girl in there mm -hmm. that's still just longing to for some type of affection. What was your thoughts on that, Gunner? I thought it was a real good introduction to like womanhood and sisterhood and like that unity of it. Like we're going to stand with each other and support each other. And it was so important. That there wasn't any more conflict. I think their uh, ACEs health issues was a good reality check for both of them. Mm -hmm. And it let Claire grow much faster and do it. So I'm very excited for that. And I really love seeing that unity. There isn't more conflict and more struggles behind it. Cause I feel like that's so tired out and probably just so negative. And I love seeing that positive spin on it. Oh, absolutely. And it was it was nice to see a heartfelt moment that felt genuine on both sides because uh, Avis even complimented uh, Claire on her acting and said, you're a far better actress than I was ever. What did you think about that when that whole mother-daughter situation was happening, Kelsey? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I've never, I think, I don't think, or I haven't thought, I'm sorry, from the beginning that Claire was actually a bad person. I just think that she needed love she was like seeking love and like from her parents and like exception that she was she wasn't getting from them so when this like these tables are turning right she's she actually is growing as well as her mother's growing and I think that took a lot out of her to tell her she was proud and then you saw how much Avis really appreciated it and they both need each other but they've both like pushed each other away so they have their guards up oh I don't know I loved it I thought it was like really special made my heart happy yeah I, lo I love it I really so I really thought Claire's character was going to be a lot darker um mm. maybe a couple episodes ago I thought by now she, we would really just be seeing her do some underhanded dirty things and there's two episodes left so we still have time uh, <laughs> what were you thinking about this whole moment Rob when you saw them uh, have this moment yeah, I thought it was a great moment because you get to see a, a moment of tenderness between um, two uh, family members who really kind of don't really care for each other besides the fact that they are blood related. Um, and you also get to see a daughter appreciate her mom and she probably hasn't seen, she, the mother probably hasn't been given an avenue for her daughter to uh, see her and appreciate her for doing something, especially when you're in a, a sea of people doing bad. Um, so for the for uh, Claire to tell her mother that she's proud of her, I imagine that felt fantastic because that's probably the first time that somebody has anybody 
has right. told Davis that they are proud of her. Yep. Uh, for anything that she's ever done, you're right. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely agree with that. And for it to come from her daughter, who she's always talking down to or talking down about, I think that really was kind of just like a whoa, okay, moment. But I also love the fact that she saw her daughter and like when she was doing her screen test and was like, wow, she's actually not as bad mm -hmm. as I thought she was. Like, she's better than I was. So like I said, I just love the genuineness between the both of them. Um, both supporting so, one another. Yeah, it, you know, and it's nice to see that amongst mm -hmm. all amongst all of this treachery. But I kind of see everyone. It's like everyone's coming together. Like yeah. I think Rob mentioned this on the last episode. Maybe people that were enemies are now becoming friends, or maybe not enemies, but they were against mm -hmm. each other. They're not Getting friends. Into. So it's it's a great it's a great thing to watch. Um, another thing that kind of caught me off guard. Speaking of the gas, so we cut to another <laughs> scene. And in the moment, I'm like, well, what is Archie doing here naked with this woman? I thought he was really only into guys. Come yeah. to find out, there's another guy named uh, Troy. And Troy was there servicing Tallulah Bankhead and um, uh, Hattie McDaniel, which is being played by Queen Latifah. And it was just like one of those, you know, the emoji where your head is blown? <laughs> the blow, yeah. One, it's one of those moments for, at least for me, for a number of reasons. One, I had no idea that Tallulah Bankhead was even into threesomes like that, that she was this, well, maybe I did know she was a little bit of a wild child, but as wild as they're making her, it was a surprise to me. Never knew anything about Hattie McDaniel possibly having this uh, relationship with a woman or even being open to that. Like, all of that is just blowing my mind. What was your thought when you first saw Hattie McDaniel, Queen Latifah playing Hattie McDaniel, uh, Rob? What was your thought when you saw that? Well, I was happy to see Queen Latifah because I haven't seen her or something in a, in a minute. So it's really mm -hmm. good to see her. She's a, her. a great actress. Um, yeah. But to see her playing Hattie McDaniel and then on top of that, not just playing Hattie McDaniel, a raunchy Hattie McDaniel. A raunchy one. Post yeah. three-way Hattie McDaniel. Like, <laughs> if you put me in a time machine and dropped me off, I would Ooh. probably like slap myself just to make sure I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Um, but I do, I do like that because once again, this is another, this is another thing we're seeing in Hollywood. We're seeing uh, people doing things that that normally wouldn't be done, you know, in broad mm -hmm. daylight or excuse me, broad daylight, but in open view. And mm -hmm. it's just, I, I like all the types of people that we get to see, all the types of things, no scenario is, is out of the question in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and just for historical reference, if I'm not mistaken, Hattie McDaniel was the first African-American woman to win an Oscar. So, That's and it wasn't, for, it wasn't a leading role, it was a supporting role, but still mm -hmm. she was the first. So for her to be involved in this, it was pretty cool. It's like the it's like the mind blowing. Uh, that's like yeah. hearing that Maya Angelou for some level like had something going on. Like it's just mind blowing. So what was you think? What were you thinking? Also, Gunnar, I know you said that you absolutely love Queen Latifah. Her portrayal of Hattie McDaniel. What was your thoughts? Uh, I had the same thought you did about like Archie. I was like, wait, is that Archie? For something? Oh, oops, not Archie. I was like, that makes way more sense now. But then when it was Queen Latifah, I was like, I literally was just so excited. I got so engaged with this like moment. Tallulah, I really wasn't that surprised to see her. I was just more like, oh, that actually makes sense. That follows track. That makes sense with how they've been seeing her. Just so much, like, just so fun and out there. Like, doesn't nothing, no questioning anything. So it made complete sense to me in that aspect. But I'm so excited to see how, uh, how Queen, Latifah, Queen Latifah's character plays in all this, how she gets mm -hmm. to uh, roll with it. And it's really exciting. It's really dynamic. 
Yeah, because um, and I'm gonna jump a little bit further. Hattie McDaniel, uh, well, yeah, Hattie McDaniel calls Camille to congratulate her on mm -hmm. getting the role as the lead in this in this film, and she's just talking about how proud she is of her, and she's just like, any way I can help you or like anything you need from me, just let me know a, a shoulder to cry on or talk things through. Like I am here. I'm just so yeah. proud of you. Um, and I, you know, we were talking about women uplifting women in this whole episode. What were you, what was your thoughts when you saw that, Kelsey? Do you think that was definitely one of those? Oh of those yeah, moments? that was badass. That was awesome. I think on like both the receiving and the giving end, you know, I think Camille was so I mean, clearly taken aback and flattered. And also it was I think she just felt loved and appreciated for what she was doing and what she like yeah, I mean what she was doing. And I think that's really cool. And it was a really awesome, yeah, tender women supporting women scene. And yeah. obviously like we saw right after the fact, like she had a negative phone call. So I think that there's going to be a lot to kind of play into both of those, obviously. Yeah. There's going to be a lot, there support, was a, a lot of backlash. Yeah, there was a lot of joy going around because now everyone is finding out that they've been casted in this. So Jack mm -hmm. is happy, he's ecstatic and sharing with his wife. Um, 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 uh, Raymond is excited just because everything is moving along and Camille now has the role so he can share that with his girl. I mean, everybody's just happy. And then we have Rock, uh, who finds out Rock. that he didn't, he finds out that he didn't get the role, but he's still excited because there's a part for him, for him in this, uh, picture. I think they said it had like four lines and he's just over the moon that he even has a part. Oh, but then here comes his agent, and his agent is there to burst every bubble that he has. Um, how do you see their relationship playing out as far as agent-client throughout this whole thing, Rob? Do you think that, that eventually there's going to be this moment where they fall apart, or you think Rock is just hook, hook line, and sinker, just following anything that uh, the agent says? Right. Okay. Well, I want, I'm going to address that in one second, but I do want to just address real quick the Hattie McDaniel uh, giving Camille a call. Um, that's really important because uh, Hattie McDaniel was warning her like, hey, this is going to get tough, you know, and Hattie McDaniel went through it. Like when she won the Oscar, no, not everybody was cool with her getting that Oscar. Oh, yeah, it, it was seen as a progressive move by the Hollywood circles mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. um, but but uh, back, but over to uh, Rock and his agent. His agent, uh, Henry, is poking, popping all the bubbles, like you said. Anytime he gets some kind of joy, uh, Hen Henry is Dr. Killjoy. But oh I still love the fact that, that you know, once again, um, Rock Hudson is still so green and so young. He's happy. No, nobody can blow this for them. Even, even yeah. after um, Henry tells him he has to go get teeth. Rock doesn't care. He's so happy yeah. that he got this role in this movie and he feels like this is his opportunity. And I think he's gonna take the, the, the most of it. And I think that the, the trash talking from his agent is only gonna make him stronger. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think it's definitely ultimately going to give him thicker skin for whatever comes in his life later on. Um, but it's, it's sometimes, I think Gunner said it, somebody said it earlier that it's hard to watch sometimes because you're just like, oh, Rock is this, he has this heart of gold. You can tell he's just like this wholesome um, person that just loves love and just thinks everybody's good. And here's this evil man just like tearing him down left and right. So we fast forward to a table read. And at the uh, even before we get to the table read, there's like a script rewrite with um, 
Samuels and 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 uh, what's the guy's name? Raymond and the writer Archie. Archie. And Archie, Archie's like, you know, it's perfect the way it is. Why do I need to rewrite it? So there's a little back and forth going on, but then he eventually settles in and realizes that this comes with the territory. There's always going to be some changes, minute changes made, and he understands that he sees the changes that Samuels is making. They actually aren't bad changes, and they kind of make the script work considering mm-hmm. so many things have changed. Uh, what did you think about how they even portrayed the whole rewrite situation? Was that accurate? Is that how that usually goes, Rob? What do you think about that? Yeah, very accurate. Um, I, many times I've worked with people and they read my script or I've written the script for a person and they read it and they didn't like something, they wanted to change it. I'm just like, ugh. But all writers, <laughs> they, all writers get in their head and they always think what they wrote was perfect. And so it's really hard to get them to change something. But when you go at it the way that Mr. Samuels did with the approach like, hey, you know, I know you have this, I've seen writers do this, I've done this, I'm only giving you these notes because these notes can make a better picture. And what it is with writers, you know, as writers mature, taking notes, that's what makes you mature. Because it's not about the note, it's about the note that's under the note. You know, the note that you get is really for the note that's under. Something isn't working, like he was saying, like Mr. Samuels was saying, I'm saying this because there's something that's not working that we could change. Yeah, and then like I said before, I love how direct uh, Mr. Samuels is. He's kind of like a no BS type of guy. Like he says Mm -hmm. it like he means it and he comes right to you and gives it to you. Uh, What were you thinking, Gunnar? Because in my mind, I low key, the later, it got in the night um, with this rewrite because we know Mrs. Samuels has this underlining current of curiosity uh, with men and I just for some reason thought okay this can go one of two ways they can either be productive or this could turn into a little seedy situation what were you thinking when that was going on Gunner? I I was I the only one maybe my mind is just the only one that's down there (laughs) it's always a conversation when you Especially when it's your own idea and you kind of present it to someone, they're like, oh, we're in support of it. But what if we try to change it? Like, talk about it. If it's like, if all four of us came in a room and thought of an idea together, it's totally different how your mind works. So if I brought it to you and want to work with you and then you want to change my little like project, it, it's harder to kind of let go of that control because it's no longer just your like presentation. It's both of ours when it's just made from you first. So it's always mm-hmm. that like, like, no, but it's perfect though. I, I made it though. I made it. Like, so yeah. that's where it gets hard. Yeah, and I think it's a difference, like, because I, I think a lot of times people love your idea, they love the way it goes, but it's like little minute things mm-hmm. that might need to just be tweaked mm-hmm. here and there. Um, so we'll move on to Jack. His arrest kind of came out. You know, now that he's starring in this picture, he's, he's the big man on campus. He has the leading role in this upcoming film. And the arrest came out. Uh, there's a journalist uh, working for one of the, I guess, tabloids of the day. And they're about GMVs to go with. The- <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know it. I, I was yeah. trying to avoid mentioning the TMZ. <laughs> hey, we still I, need them. I immediately thought about you when this when they when they did it. I was like, oh no, that could be Rob. I hope he hasn't like had this type of situation. <laughs> this type of situation happen. But they want to tell this story. They want to put it out there. Um, and instead of the studios really just dumping Jack and being like, well, we'll go with the second best since there's the scandal, they go back and they pull in this, I feel like this guy's everywhere. They pull in uh, Henry Wilson in and he reminds Jack of, oh, I thought you were Mr. Morality. I thought you were the guy with all these big morals and here you are in a prostitution scandal. Uh, And now you need my help as you blew me off. 
So Kelsey, what were you thinking when that, like, I hate when the all idea that, that the skinny <laughs> person gets to like rub it in his face. I hate that. What was, what were you thinking when that was made? You know, I think that they did that well, to be honest. You knew those pictures were going to circulate. You knew something was going to come of that. He wouldn't have gotten arrested if it wasn't going to come back up later and kind of like bite mm. him in the butt a little bit. But I think Henry's response to everything was actually pretty cool. I think that he handled it better than I expected he was going to handle it. I thought he was going to like kind of rip into Jack a little bit more about him Mm-hmm. not like giving him what he wanted at the, at the party. Um, so I was kind of a little bit proud of Henry in a way, in a weird twisted way. I was like, I can see good that. for yeah. you, Henry, you know? So like, he, yeah. he could have done a lot worse. I, I, exactly. You know, and he actually ended I, up helping. So I get it. I get it. And Rob, what were you thinking when all of this is, is going down? Cause they put out a hit on the reporter and they broke some bones and they made sure that he knew if you go mm-hmm. with this story, we will finish you off and I will continue to feed you stories, like feed you stuff to kind of keep you in the know, but you can, you absolutely cannot go with this story. Shoot a light. Henry, Henry is a worm. Uh, so he <laughs> knows his way around the dirt, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so Henry is exactly the person you want in your corner when you have somebody that's uh, operating from under the seedy underbelly of the city. Um, <laughs> right. And so for for that, when that happened, I loved how, you know, uh, Henry went straight to work and started fixing because this is what he does. But mm-hmm. also, Henry had a plan. He did this and he didn't do it just because he's nice. He did it because he wanted something out of it. And what he no got, presu- yeah. mm-hmm. a, a producer presi- position. Yeah, who knew, producing on the film. Yeah. Who, who knew that? And to think he started off trying to use this to extort them in the beginning and end up exactly. being race in the end. Yeah, exactly. So I brought up last episode that I didn't, I still don't think that there are any pictures of um, Avis at all. But yet here we are again, confronted with this story yet again, because the picture of Jack, we saw that picture. There's mm-hmm. still no pictures about Avis, but he's making Avis think that I handled that situation too. Gunner, do you think there were any pictures ever of Avis? Oh, definitely. And I, being a reporter, I hated seeing that scene. So I was just like, yes, it's a tabloid and it's a scandal, but like that is still new. That's still facts and a story. And so I've seen that happen. Just mm-hmm. something I've learned myself that like these situations happen. You have to be careful of who you make en- enemies of. And seeing someone like win at like someone like Henry win from a journalist trying to like fight the machine, just ugh, hate it. <laughs> and and also, Ray, there's also a scene where Raymond goes he makes a bold move and he goes over budget because as they are arguing, so we already know the budget that they asked for and the budget that they received were two completely numbers. Mm-hmm. And so they're operating on a 75, I believe $75,000 budget, which yeah, is not nothing. much. Um, yeah. Even, even then that was not a lot to, mm-hmm. to produce a film. And um, they're just coming into, they're beginning to have a little bit of some, some robots. Uh, there's something they, need to do from a from a shooting standpoint or a cinematography standpoint and and Raymond is trying to make sure that they have the right things in place so that they can get the right shot you know she's gonna go up to the top of the A and she's no longer gonna jump gonna come back down okay now we need to be able to shoot the other side of this H and we need to be able to have some a ladder or something she can come up and come down um but he he made this decision without consulting anyone 
right move, wrong move. Rob, what you thinking? Wrong move. Wrong okay. move. How should he have handled that situation? When 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 you when your when your parents said at the studio <laughs> tell you to do something, you have mm -hmm. to do it. Um, you have to. The thing is, in him being so, he's so wrapped up in his vision that he's forgetting about the creative aspect of it. And writers and directors do that all the time. This one shot that you have to have because it shows the artistic of blah blah blah. No, you can use that to be creative. When they put you know let when they put levels on you or rules, you have to operate in those because the studio has that money that they have allotted for you and that's for you only. You can't go over mm -hmm. that. That's not how that works. Um, but I really think he should have chose that time to be more creative. Um, who knows? He could, yeah. There's all kinds of things you could have done back in that day with a sound stage. You could have used the projector, a matte painting, all these things you could have used. But once again, when you trapped up in the vision, you, you don't. Yeah. Rob, I, I love that you, yeah, I love that you said <laughs> that because uh, that yeah, I feel like all of us are creatives on, of course, on multiple levels. And when you do feel the pressure of finances or whatever, that is the best way to handle. It. Instead of getting in your mind about it, be like, oh, this is my time to really let my create my creativity yeah. show. And figure out how I'm mm -hmm. still going to get the shot. What were you thinking, Kelsey, when he did that, and then after that, he went into the into the uh, dining hall and like confronted Raymond while he's having lunch with, with Archie in front of everybody. What were you thinking? I was I was honestly like, I think you gotta do it. You know, I think that we've said from the beginning, Dick is like, he just lays it down. He says it as it is, he's a black and white type of guy and he gave Raymond a shot. And now Raymond's coming in and I, t I don't think Raymond was doing it to like harm anyone or like be disrespectful or anything. But I think Dick just had to make a point. He's like, hey, listen, you can't do that. Like, that's not okay. I'm putting my neck on the line for you. Ava's putting her neck on the line. Like we all are in this together. So if you're going to run off and do your own thing, like that's not going to work. That This is not going to happen. So let's nip this in the bud. It was, it was harsh, but I mean, it got the point across. Yeah, but now they have to pay the $25,000 yeah. that they spent yeah, to do this. <laughs> they now have to come up with this money. And of course- Interesting plot twist, right? Yeah. When you, when you find out the way that you're making your money easily, it's almost like the drug dealer, you know? He made mm -hmm. it and now he got the opportunity to get out of it, but he still needs that quick money. So he's like, well, you know what? It worked for me before. Let me go back and dabble some more. They're having to go back into prostitution and they all agree, uh, Raymond, Archie, Rock, Rock was there. The only person that was kind of like, nah, I'm not doing this anymore is Jack because you know he's on this moral high, this moral high ground now. Uh, what were you thinking with that, Gunner? Uh, do they need to do any means necessary to get these twenty five thousand dollars? I, I respect his decision to be like, <laughs> no, I. This is the vision I had. I like, I'm the director. Director, director, mm -hmm. I think the right words. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is the vision I have. I want to make it real. This is why I think it's going to be the best of the movie. 100% back that. But I also back Dick being like, I said this much and you went over. You're on your own. Figure it out. Like, black and like, like Kelsey said. So, doing what you need to get done, if it matters that much to you, then yeah, 100% support that. And I love Jack sticking to his ground, still saying, I don't feel comfortable. I made that realization. I'm not doing that anymore. Because look at it, got them in that trouble with the first was with the reporters. So, I like him backing it, and it's very interesting to see how all of them just immediately went there, kind of too. Like, mm -hmm. that's the that's our first thought. That's our first thought. 
yeah yeah and and we're gonna talk a little bit more about this a little bit at the end of the show but first let's get into our trivia segment yeah. with my boy rob okay well welcome back everyone watching and you guys my co-host um panelists what have you to the after buzz tv true hollywood story trivia um tonight we'll have three questions and three different sets of points uh these are easy to moderately <laughs> you had to uh, scale uh, back after you. last time yeah. <laughs> thank you um but you guys gotta have faith in you and if we have anybody in the chat please yes. feel free to jump in answer questions once again if you any of you guys have the the answer to the question your name is your buzzer okay Got it. Uh, all right so let's just jump right into it Queen Latifah played Hattie McDaniel in this episode of Hollywood. This is her, this is not her first time playing Patty, uh, Hattie McDaniel on screen. True Island. or false? Oh, Hattie McDaniel. Uh, ooh, Gunner. Ooh. Go ahead, Gunner. I'm gonna go true. The, no, that's incorrect. Yay. Yay. Oh, you didn't say anything. No, nobody gets that point. <laughs> I don't want to steal it. So either I stop both of them a point or I get a point. So that was true. Um, Bessie? That's right. She did. She played Bessie on HBO. I think it was an HBO mm -hmm. movie or something like that. That's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what she did. Okay. So <laughs> next question. <clears throat> you guys should be able to get this one. The studio MGM is one of the oldest studios in Hollywood. What does the acronym MGM stand for? I got the first letter. Can this be a team effort? No. Oh, I love that. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Tyler. Hold on, hold on. You got to say your, if you have an answer, you got to say your name. Tyler. Okay. Oh, good. Uh, Metro <laughs> Goldwyn. I can't remember that last M. Dang it. I can't remember that last M. Anybody want to steal? I don't know. Nobody wants to steal? What's the chance say? Nothing. Nothing? No. No! Yeah. Oh, oh. I should know that. <laughs> I should get half. Can I get like half a point? Oh, no. Meyer. Oh. Meyer. 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 Metro Goldwyn Meyer. That's right. Dang. Dang. <laughs> I tell you what, I'll give you half a point for that one, Tyler. You get Thank one. You. Can I, I have half a for point that. for Meyer being my last name? Um, <laughs> you know what? Yes, you get a point too. I'm yes! like, <laughs> you get a point, and you, you get a point. You, you get, get a point. point. <laughs> okay. I love it. So, last question. Very difficult question. Someone said hi in the chat. I'm like, no, answer our question. That is correct. Well, hi. hi is correct. Thank you for joining, whoever <laughs> you are. Hi. Um, so the third and final, uh, final question, a little bit difficult. Okay. I don't know if you guys saw it in this episode. I did. Um, there was a shot of a bar while whenever the uh, news, the, the guy with the tablet mm. was getting beat mm -hmm. up, the bar that he was in front of was a bar called the Dresden. The what? The Dresden. Okay. Yeah. That is a real bar. Okay. So Oof. with this question, which Marvel and Disney director used it in his first film that he wrote? And I'll give you, it's multiple choice. Okay. So um, 
A, Ryan Coogler. B, John Favreau. C, Steven Spielberg. Kelsey. Go ahead. Spielberg? Mm, Favreau. No. <laughs> which, yeah, which, yeah. which one? Was it Spielberg or Favreau? Because you said two names. Mm. Okay, now I'm going Favreau. Favreau <laughs> seems too obvious. It could, it could be... Uh, it, it could, could be, be A, B, or C. Yeah, it could be. Um, no, but uh, I, any, anybody else? I'm going to go... Uh, say go ahead, Connor. I was going to go with B. With B? And I was going to go A. And you were going to go A. Okay, so... Uh, uh, excuse me, Gunner. I'll give you. I'll give you. Um, give you two points, and then uh, Kelsey. I'll give you one because you kind of. I have it. it. I yeah. have it. So <laughs> Favreau. Yeah. Nice. And nice that work, Gunner. Thank you, guys. I'll, I'll come. That was a good one. I'll work on something a little more difficult next time. That was fine. Oh, Wait, what's our? What are we tallied at right now? What's our? Okay. What? So so Gunner, you just got three point uh, two points. Tyler, you got one. Kelsey, you have two. So right now, Kelsey, Kelsey, you're at four. Um, Gunner, you're at six. And Tyler, you're at seven. Ooh, yes. I'm catching up, on. you guys. Ooh, I know. Late to the game, and you're already, like, right there. I need to step my game up. Yes. All right, so final thoughts on this episode almost. Let's first talk about um, this moment. The moment that really broke my heart in this whole thing was the scene with um, Miss Kincaid and and, 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 uh, And Dick Samuels. And they were just having this moment and she's just, she has this affection for him and it's this longing affection. She's been admiring him almost from afar, even though they work so close together. Rumors that have been going around, kind of murmurs that he could potentially, uh, they didn't use the word gay, but you know that that's what they meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so finally, she is she is persuaded by Avis to kind of make her move. She invites him over. They have a moment. She makes her move and he gent- ever so gently rejects her, um, but still tries to keep their friendship intact. But then he has this moment on his porch because he, he tells her, that he's just he's meant to be alone he's not meant to mm. to be with anyone um because he definitely doesn't my feelings is that he definitely doesn't want to confront the whole gay situation mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to you know drag anyone through it um what was going through your mind I, it felt like such a heartfelt moment you know just watching it what was going through your mind when that was going on Gunner? i uh, i was already kind of sad and i was like, going through i'm like oh gosh i don't think he does and then like I thought maybe it was going to be a forced thing. Like, you know, he's like, let's just try it. I'm going to, like, force myself or keep going through that tactic. And then the alone, I was like, oh, my gosh. But, like, Miss Kincaid's really in the short end. And then that porch scene came, and I broke into tears, too. So I was just like, oh. Because I thought, like, maybe, like, he is a little bit more fluid, and he doesn't even know what that means, the, the olden times. And because <laughs> he doesn't know that you can kind of like both or like whoever you want to love. And just overwhelmed and Kincaid's inside. Everyone's just so broken. I, oh, just my heart just hurt. Yeah. Everyone. Mm-hmm. everyone is crying. And and the thing that broke my heart is the fact that he really thinks that he deserves to be alone. Nobody deserves mm-hmm. to be alone, no matter who mm-hmm. you are and what you love. Like nobody deserves to be alone. Kelsey, what was going through your mind? Oh, the part that broke 
my heart because clearly it's like clearly they're both hurting you know mm-hmm. and what broke my heart was the porch scene but also when she said it like have I ruined our relationship forever yes, yes that really yes. I was like oh because he also had a beautiful answer answer to that and that to me I was just like oh my gosh they're both so they're both hurting and I wish he would have told her because it's like it's his best friend, you know? And she's like, you can confide in me. Like, I don't, I don't care. She even says that, you know? And I think yeah. eventually he will, but oof, yeah. It's just, that it hurt. seems like I hurt such for a both heavy, it seems like such a heavy secret to like yeah. carry. And he's yeah. like, you know, he's carrying it and he has, everyone admires him for his work ethic and the type of leader that he is and all of that. But he's just mm-hmm. carrying so much baggage and this deep, dark secret oh. that's really not that dark. Um, what were you, what were you thinking, Rob, when that was going on? Well, guys, honestly, that didn't hurt. That hurt me a little bit. Not as much as when Rihanna curved to Drake at the MTV Awards. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt me. That hurt me. He deserved but, that. Um, no, I, I think he did it. I think, uh, Samuels did it in a, in a very smooth way because he, he doesn't curve her with a reason, you know, like right. with a, it's, an excuse. Yeah, an yeah. excuse. It's more like a, you know, I'm not meant to be with anybody yeah. and you know, not doing anything right now. But it's also this man is hiding his sexuality too. He yeah. can't like I he well, he probably could because that's his friend for years, but I don't think he feels that I can be like, Hey, I'm gay, I'm not into you. Sorry, that's why yeah. I'm not. No, yeah. because you know, he's trying to hold a keep an image up. Um, but at the same time, I think he was compared to how he was with other people about business stuff. I think he was rather nice to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. True. Absolutely. <laughs> and then at the end of this episode, our cliffhanger, kind of, um, well, not kind of, it was, uh, is that Jack finds out that his wife, who is pregnant with twins, uh, had an affair with the, they used to call him soda jerk, but uh, the, the guy behind the counter at the, I guess, little restaurant or drugstore where yeah. he works. Yeah. And he finds out that the twins aren't his either. And she's like, I, I thought you would figure it out by doing the math, but you didn't. And so now he's heartbroken after he's been taking this moral high road and turning down some opportunities. I mean, you know, we've already said they, they are of the mindset, if we're going to do it, we might as well just do it. But he's turned down a lot of stuff for his wife and trying to take this moral high ground. What were you thinking, Rob, when that whole thing transpired? Yeah, I felt bad for him because not only has he recently moved to a more, uh, you know, a, a higher ground morally, but he had to travel through the, the trenches, the dirt, the grime, you know what I'm saying, of of the opposite of that because he was trying to provide. And mm-hmm. to do all that, all this sex, sleeping with people that you don't want to sleep with. I mean, you're working at a gas station where you are a gigolo. That does yeah. something to an ego of of any sex, any prostitution. That does something to an ego. And for him, you know, just to do all that in vain, that. And do, and, and he was doing it for her and the family. Exactly. Like his whole point right. for doing it was to right. try to preserve the family. Um, something mm-hmm. that we didn't talk about last episode that I really meant to was that he came to the revelation that he didn't even love her. Even mm-hmm. after yeah. all of this, you know, he was having the acting scene. He was like, oh, wait, I don't, I don't love her. So mm-hmm. in this moment, when he finds out that she's having the twins by another man, shouldn't he kind of feel like this is his way out a little bit Kelsey what are you thinking yes and no I still think it's like of course that hurts you know and I thought it was a little unfair of her to be to expect him to do the math because it's like okay well 
What? Nobody. Like, no, he, no. Didn't ex- he didn't expect you to be like sleeping around. So that was kind of an unfair little like cutting one liner from her. But I also think that she's hurt by him, of course, and all that mm-hmm. he's done. So clear, it's like clearly they're not right for one another. So it's probably going to be fine in the end and for the best. But yeah, that, that was bad. That hurt. You know, it's yeah. like I, I felt for both of them, honestly. Ghana, what was going through your mind when all of that was happening? Did your mouth drop when you found out that she was having twins from oh, someone else? That, when the call about the mouth, I was like, okay, you don't gotta be mean. Like, yeah, yeah. mean that, like, Jack, I was telling John, Jack kind of thinks he's kind of dumb and people think he's dumb and that he's just a pretty face. And that kind of comment was just like, was just rude. So I found that very disrespectful, but. I was hopeful for Jack that he had the chance to get out, but of course he was still hurt. He did, mm-hmm. as he says, he didn't love her, but he thought he did. And still this woman you think is faithful to you goes and cheats on you. And you never assume it, like you said, Kelsey. So that was a bit harsh, but it was most likely gonna be better for the end. They just weren't right for each other. Yeah, and, and you know, sometimes relationships just aren't meant to last. And I know that sometimes you can get into, especially when you get married, you can, probably deep down in your soul be like you know I don't even love this person but we've already gone through this much and it's like Mm -hmm. you know what I made a commitment and a lot of people take their vows seriously we're just gonna ride this Mm -hmm. till the wheels fall off and I really think that's what he was gonna do until he found out that um that she was having babies from some other guy so let's go ahead and get into our predictions for what you expect to see on episode six which we will be recording at 10 o'clock so we'll start ladies first Kelsey go ahead what are your predictions my gosh what are my predictions I think Ace is going to recover I don't know if it's gonna be this episode or the next one but this is no I think it's gonna be this one because I think we have two more episodes left right and he's gonna have to wake up and be fine and there has to there's gonna have to be some sort of stir up there um so I think that's gonna be a big part of this episode Ooh, I don't know what's going to happen to Jack. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think he's going to end up living with Archie and Rock for a little bit. And I do think that Dick is going to explore his sexuality and actually finally maybe admit to someone that he is. Oh, yeah. He was going to crack it in that bar. He had made a nice yeah. little friend right before we yeah. closed up the episode. Exactly. Wow, what's your prediction exactly. for, for episode six? Um, my, my The biggest prediction I have for this one is Henry. Henry is now a, mm. a rabid pit bull Ooh. off the leash. Yeah. We getting yeah, ready true. to see we getting ready to see Henry show his his uh his, his hole behind. Yes, all of that it. Part. <laughs> um and that also part. Rob, I you think, have the best predictions. <laughs> he does, he does. <laughs> like, how do you know? <laughs> I man, look at how he's acting with minimal power. This guy's now mm-hmm. a producer. Um, okay. but I think one more person we have to watch too is Avis. Avis, I expect some big things from Avis because Avis is now running this studio. She knows how to work with the suits. She knows how to work with the, the, the guys, the worms. She knows how to work with the fixers, the movers and the shakers. So <laughs> I'm, I, I'm anxious to see what she's going to do, her and uh, Henry together. I, it's going to be interesting because I really don't have a prediction. I'm just kind of piggybacking off of you, off of yours, everyone that, that, that speaks. Uh, but I'm interested to see how Avis handles Ace coming back because now that she's had a taste for power and she's had a taste for being the boss 
it's kind of hard to go from number one and now you're going to go back to a distant number two. So and I'm she's interested also to see doing how that good goes. too. You know, like she's, yeah, she's, she's doing, doing well, but she's like doing good things. for the world, you know? Exactly. Gunna, yeah. what is, what's your prediction for episode six? Yeah. I don't think Ains is going to come back. I thought that was just kind of their way, like the writer's way of being like, it's now Ava's turn in charge. We're going to get this woman mm-hmm. in power. Cause I'm, that seems almost too predictable to me. That's why I think like, he's not going to come back. And they're gonna let Avis be in charge. So okay. I'm gonna challenge that one. And I hope Dick gets Ooh. some more time with his friend or just forces himself out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Well, there you guys have it. Those are those are the predictions. I, I told you I'm just piggybacking off of everyone. I'm just excited to see where this is going. And so I hope you guys join us later on tonight at 10 p.m. as we cover episode uh six. So why don't you guys go ahead and tell them where they can find you on social media. Ladies first, Kelsey, where can they find you? I am on all social. So a little Instagram, some Twitter. I have a couple TikToks. Hey, at Meyer 2 And then also thank you everyone in the chat. I appreciate you. Keep chatting and we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Rob, what about you, man? Yes, you can catch me on on uh, Instagram at Rob Stilo. That's S T E E L O. Once again, if you have predictions or tea, please hop in the DMs. Or tea. Absolutely, please jump on in them DMs. It gets popping in the DMs. And Gunner, <laughs> what about you? Where can the people find you? Your fan club. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I'm on Twitter right now at the Gunner Thomas. And thank you guys so much for tuning in with us and against the ESPN TV talk. Absolutely. And, and to help to continue to make us the SP, uh, PN of Talk, make sure you hit that subscribe button and give us a like and a follow. And also, if you're listening on any of the podcasts, please give us the five star rating uh, so that we can continue to be the ESPN of TV Talk. You can follow AfterBuzz at AfterBuzz TV. And you can follow me on all social media at the Tyler Tyson. We will see you guys later on tonight at 10 p.m. for our recap of episode six. Until then, peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.